0: We go. My name is Todd Adams. My name is Kathy Adams. Are you ready? I was facing out. Sorry. That's all right. That's uh, my name. We got a big show. We have a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. Um, some of it I don't quite know. Oh, we're going to talk about Grand Theft Auto, the game. Yes. Grand Theft Auto number five. Number five. And I'm going to talk about uh, one of our listeners wrote something in regarding um, she's into the show. She loves the show. Her partner, I don't know if he's even aware of our show but uh, well
1: I think he is I think what she said is she's commented to him a few times about our show or said can you listen to this or can we talk about this and he's not interested
0: yeah uh, and we'll get into that so if you if you like the show but your partner's not uh, maybe we'll be able to help you out yeah who knows Um, so, and then I want to first do the intro. This is episode number 144. (laughs) You're
1: going to tell everybody you're doing the intro.
0: I'm, I'm preparing to do the intro. ZPR. It's a discussion between a spiritual and emotional mom and a logical and practical dad. We have three daughters, ages six, eight, and 10. And our goal is to give you the resources to become a better parent, but more importantly, to become a better you. Um, so a few housekeeping things before we get into the show, we have a big announcement. We do. We do. We have a really big announcement. What is it? A week from Friday, October 18th, we are going to start a new series, a second oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: podcast. We're going to do it twice a month.
1: Yep, October 18th.
0: Um, and it's going to be called Conversations with, with people, people We Love. love. And um, so the first one is going to be with an author of a book called How to Raise a Happy Child. Wise Inside. Um, and the woman's name is uh, Heather Criswell, mm-hmm. so we're going to have a chat with her a week from Friday. So uh, it's a thirty-minute long deal, right? It's
1: a thirty-minute long deal, and basically, there's all these people that Todd and I have gotten to know, or um, you know, through our work, or just personally, who have really cool stories. Some of them are authors and are, are are write about or talk about similar things that we do with parenting. Some of them just really know how to make their lives happy. Some have insight to things that a lot of us are struggling with. So it's kind of a series about not only are are maybe they're people we know and people we love but they're teaching us they're right. giving us information that we don't have and it's a great conversation it's very low key mm-hmm. and uh, we think you'll enjoy so, it so uh,
0: this is going to be as of now it's going to be every other Friday so, so twice, twice a, a month, month. Mm-hmm. Um, and currently it's sponsored by BU BU um, but if there are other companies or whatever out there that are interested in partnering with us this is an opportunity
1: yeah this is an opportunity for partnership Um, and like Todd said right now our um, um, organization that we're creating is going to sponsor it, but we'd love to have a We
0: are not creating it; we have created. We
1: have it. created it, but it's just—it's in the—you know—you're right, it's you're right.
0: It's in the infant stages. It's in the infant stages, but it's stages. going, and we're changing these girls that we're that we're helping.
1: Well, we're hopefully adding to their lives,
0: right? Well, whatever you know, <laughs> we're changing them we're changing for the girls. better.
1: Hey, we're changing girls.
0: Um, so uh, that's the deal. Um, one quick shout out to my friend Dusty he's listened to 12 shows in the last week it took me two and a half years to convince him to listen to the first show what
1: but, was the turning point
0: um i think i just had a few cocktails with him and said you need to start listening or i'm not going to be your and friend and you held anymore. his
1: arm behind his back
0: that's exactly and put right him in a half nelson half nelson and then i cradled him and then you pinned him yeah then i stuck him on the mat
1: what's like the worst wrestling pose that's like kind of so un-
0: wrong so wrong like in what it's way? just just
1: the way it looks
0: um, well, the double chicken wing looks very painful to <laughs> oh. have it done to you.
1: Double chicken uh, basically wing. Basically,
0: you just get the guy from the back and you, you, rock, you, you walk a big circle around the guy, and the guy's whole body has no choice but to kind of flip over. Ouch. What about the full Nelson? That's illegal.
1: But the half Nelson is not. Legal. What about take down two points?
0: Two points takedown. Okay. One point escape. Right. Um, all right. So I feel like there was something else I wanted to say. Did you is there anything you wanted to give a shout out? Oh, you wanted to give a shout out to this real quick.
1: I really Oh. Oh yeah.
0: So why are we listening to this song?
1: Why why are we listening to Toad or Africa by Toto? Because you guys make it a I, quick story. I, I, I haven't even started. I'm not going to tell a long Hurry story. Hurry up. Just kidding. <laughs> this weekend, I was with my girlfriends. We were out. At, we were at University of Iowa, to all you Hawkeye fans, and we were at this bar, and this song came on, this Toto Africa. I mean, when's the last time you've heard this song, right? So we're like, oh, Toto Africa's on. Nobody knew what it was except us, because we're 42. And then we were there for like two hours, and when we were leaving, it came on again. And we were like, okay, enough of the Toto Africa. And then... I was driving home from Iowa, listening to, you know, something on Spotify, and it came on again.
0: And then you are at The Daily Method today. And then I was at
1: The Daily Method today, and it was on my friend Lorna's mix again. And I just want to know what Toto's trying to tell me.
0: I think you have to go to Africa. <laughs> That's what I think.
1: Well, how I, I think I'm just throwing it out there. This is not a long story, Todd. Just that if any of you guys have these kind of things happen...
0: The universe. They're, just,
1: they're coincidences, and, you know, just means that – or you can think of it as the law of attraction. You see it once, it's in your head, and it shows up everywhere. Um, but this is just a silly one. This has happened to me in in my work life a lot where things just coincide and come together perfectly. But this one just kind of cracked me up. So that's it. I, Todd's a- like, will you be done with this no, story? No,
0: sorry. We're just up against the clock. That's all right. Are it, we? It, 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 we? a little bit. Okay. Um, but first I want to talk about Helping Hands Maid Services are coming to our house today to buy us three hours of our time – that we would otherwise have to clean the house. Right. It's an instant way to create time. Yes. And time is not something easily created. No, but you like rushing through time. Somehow, Helping Hands does that for you. So, yes. their phone number is 630 530 1324. Life is too short to clean your own home. You deserve your free time. So, uh, this is true. Help us by um, you know, calling our partner. Um, so, the first thing Grand Theft Auto. Should I play the Saturday Night Live clip or yeah. what?
1: So uh, as you're getting it ready, Todd and I, um, we have some information we want to share about this video game that's like the top-selling video game of all time. Um, But we were watching uh, Saturday Night Live. We DVR'd it, and we watched it last night, and this was a really funny thing from the weekend update.
0: Um, I'm a little worried about making light of a serious thing. Is there anything that we should say? What
1: I'll say is that the only reason that we found this funny is because they – are making light of the fact that people play this game and think that it's a game and it's actually very violent and very misogynistic.
0: What is Grand Theft Auto?
1: Grand Theft Auto is a video game. I think it's the
0: highest selling game of all time.
1: Yes. And it's um, there's five of them. So there's one, two, three, four, five, and they come out every two or three years. Like you said, it's a, it's like the highest-selling game. There's been commercials all over the place, billboards. But the way they do the commercials and the billboards is it just looks really high-tech and really fun mm-hmm. and really exciting. And people don't really understand what is in Grand Theft Auto and how inappropriate it is. I used to do um, – uh, workshops or presentations for parents specifically about this video game and a few others, like called Postal and uh, and Halo and a few others, and I would show them clips of the video game to to say, this is what your kids are playing. Do you understand? And they would say, oh, my kids play it in the basement. I, I didn't even know what was in it. Right. And that's what we're going to be talking about, that that's a problem because these, these games are um, – well – Let's let her tell
0: us what so the So this games. is weekend update and they have the you know, this is Saturday Night yet, Live weekend update. This is
1: Saturday Night Live. Like Todd said, they are making light of it, but you're gonna get the gist. Hello. Hello. So Pat, have you played Grand Theft Auto? I have. I have played it. I've been playing it all week. And I love it. <laughs> Do you know how amazing this effing game is? <laughs> Last week I was reading *The Paris Wife* with my book club. This week I had sex with over three thousand prostitutes. <laughs> I am invincible. Wow. Okay. So you're not worried about the violence in this game worried at all? Worried about the? Vi- no, no. It set me free, Cecily. <laughs> I am no longer Pat Linhart, mother of three. I am Lester Crest, and I eat cocaine for breakfast. I I was supposed to run the carpool yesterday, and you know what I did instead? I shot a stripper in the boob for sport. I am an effing god. Okay, well, what do your children think when they see you playing the game? Hmm. I think they think we best step the F back, because Mama's a Latina warlord now. All
0: right, good enough. You get the gist. What do you think?
1: So, why I just thought that this was so genius is I think they're making, you know, obviously making fun of the fact that everybody talks about this game and how great it is, and that everyone's buying it left and right, and that Toys R Us sells it, and that it's so available. And the gist of the game is like she said getting points for sleeping with prostitutes getting more points for urinating on prostitutes getting more points for killing prostitutes getting points for getting drugs getting points for selling drugs getting drugs or getting drugs getting points for killing people um for being the drug lord is where you you know so i guess my point is is this is our fun in this america is, yeah,
0: this is entertainment
1: this, and not only is it our entertainment it's our entertainment for our for our boys yeah who, because i think the um, i don't have the statistic in front of me but about three years ago or four years ago i remember that the people who buy video games are boys tends to be again this is generalization obviously there are women who do too but who are buying this video game are in between eight and fifteen and then it drops off and then 35 to 42. So it's kids, boys, 8 to 15, and then men who are 35 to 42. Now, isn't that interesting? It,
0: like, Yeah. Um, do you have it, the stat in front of I you? I don't, but okay. isn't it um, – Isn't there like a rating on it? Like yeah, it's mature. So an eight-year-old can't buy it.
1: Well, here's the thing:
0: this is the this is legally legally right.
1: But they sell it at Toys R Us, Todd. You know, and again, maybe things have changed in the last four or five years since I've been talking. You know, since this has been a discussion about media, but we we don't. I think we have our us. Okay, (laughs) I feel like um, what's his name Nick Fain. Nick Fain, where I can't get my language out. Our generation, we grew up with very little as far as video games and as far as what was on TV. You know, we had our three channels, we had our asteroids, we had our Pac Man, that kind of thing. So when our children say they're going to go play video games, we kind of have it in our brain what we think that is. And we tend to be very passive because when they're going to play video games, parents, I hear you. You're like, okay, go away for a little bit, right? Go, you know, I'm going to do my thing. I have a break. I have a break. You go do your thing. But we're not conscious or we're not aware of what they're playing. Right. And we have to at least, you know, and again, the joke of the Saturday Night Live skit is this mom goes to play it yeah. and gets totally absorbed to see how in bad it, it. To is. see how bad it is. To see how bad it right. is and gets absorbed in it. Um, but, it, you know, we have to have some, you know, we'll say, we'll say to each other, well, this is just our culture today or this is just what the kids are playing. And it's kind of like that Louis C.K. clip that we played last week. Just because it's out there doesn't, doesn't mean, doesn't mean okay. we have to let our kids play it. Right. You as a parent still get to choose. Now, what a parent would say sitting there. Well, if I don't buy it, they'll play at someone else's house. That may be true.
0: I, I call BS on
1: that. Well, and that may, it may be true. Let's just say it does happen. Mm-hmm. But in your home, your stand, your, uh, Take on it is this is not okay to me. It's not okay that your game that you're playing for three hours is about killing women. Right. The game that you're playing is about you getting points for having sex with women who are selling their bodies. Right. It's not okay with me that your highest goal in this game is to become the drug lord. And I think that um, you know we just have to have an understanding of what's out there these days, and you know take some responsibility for being aware. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say.
0: No, I mean, I'm completely with you. And I think we need to, you know, I, I feel like we've said this before and it's worth mentioning again is, of, of course, kids are going to be able to find certain things. But the fact that if you're like, well, if, they, if they're going to do it somewhere else, they might as well do it in my house. There, there's a message that you're sending yes. from parent to child. I think this is okay. Yeah. And what we're saying is absolutely not. I mean, it kind of, I don't want to go on this tangent, but like the whole, you know, if we have like a 18 year old, a 17 year old who's about to go into college, um, you know, and we let them drink beer in our house because I just want them to be safe in our house. And I can have control over that versus if they're out drinking somewhere else. There's, and th- and that's an argument for another time, but there's still a message that's being sent is, I'm it's, okay if you drink. I'm okay if you drink.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm okay. And, and here's the thing that we have to remember. If 35-year-old men want to play this game, okay, their brains are fully developed. It's a choice. Maybe it's fun for them, you know, and they have an understanding, hopefully, that it's not okay to go do this, right? right? But when kids are like 8 to 15, this is the viewpoint that they're taking about the world. Mm-hmm. This is what they they find fun and exciting. They're much more
0: impressionable.
1: Impressionable and women, the misogynistic attitude. You know that women are that your goal is to kill them mm-hmm. and to you know uh, you know. I guess I was going to use the word rape um, it, just because that's how it seems in the game. I I have not played five, mm-hmm. but like I said, because I had to understand two. Uh, you know, I had to tap. Well, and you showed game.
0: you showed the part is uh where you're urinating on women. Yeah, like oh my god.
1: And then you take a machete and you chop off all this person these right. people's limbs. So
0: I think you get the point. If you happen to find yourself in the camp where you you didn't know, yeah, now you do. Now
1: you do, and now and and it necessitates a conversation. You know, just like do you understand that these games? You know, it's kind of like Eckhart Tolle. For those of you who are Tolle fans, he. In part of his book, he talks about how interesting America is that our version of entertainment is watching other people die. Mm-hmm. Our version of entertainment is watching other people hurt each other. And while I understand, it's not like I'm totally immune to that. I've gone through, you know, I watch dramas, I watch scary movies sometimes. But it's becoming aware of it. Why is that how we spend all of our time?
0: Well, you know what's sad is I'm on the computer right now, yeah. and I just decided to put, you know, grandtheftauto.com or whatever it is. Yeah. And there is uh, something to stop you from entering the site. You have to verify your age. So literally, all I have to do is write in my age. Right. Now I don't know if any sound effects are going to come on. I hope they don't. But well, how many na- kids Now I'm in.
1: Well, and how many kids know their parents' email
0: address? You don't need it. They didn't ask me for that.
1: Oh, I thought they needed an email address. No. Oh, geez.
0: your age. Okay. So I wrote <laughs> So how does that stop anybody from anything? Well,
1: and you know what that is? That's Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto's way of saying, "See, we did something. We're uh-huh. trying to be, care- you know, careful and safe." And I think that it just says a lot um about our culture when that becomes
0: Oh geez. So
1: the top selling game. Sad. Sad stuff. I know.
0: Um, All right. Are we okay with going to the next topic? Um, Yeah. Uh, You you wrote down we had Bozo the Clown.
1: Well, I think that going back to what I was saying at the very beginning about the way our culture grew up, you know, most of you guys who are listening are probably somewhere between 30 and 50 or, I don't know, around there somewhere. And, again, we grew up with different things. We grew up with – we didn't have cable. We didn't have DVR. We didn't have HBO or we didn't until we were – I think we got it in fifth grade. doesn't matter. You – what our children have access to right now is extreme. And when we're too passive about allowing them to just go play something without, and it's not about, this is so hard to talk about, Todd, because it sounds like we're saying don't trust your child. Mm-hmm. It's about be conscious of it. It's not that every time they go on the computer, you're going to check history and try and get them in a lie. Right. I, I just think that, you know, we just have to know what, what, they're interested
0: in. Well, it's simple for me. Get your head out of the sand and figure it out. And I think most people, most of our listeners are doing that. I mean, because they're engaging and listening to a silly podcast of you and I talking, um, they're probably invested in their child's well-being. I think the people that need to hear this message are not people who would otherwise listen.
1: And here's the thing is talking to your children that these kind of video games exist because most likely they'll see them. Most likely they'll be at a place where kids will be playing and most likely kids will be talking about it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, talking to our girls, I haven't talked to, oh, I did talk to JC about Grand Theft Auto because of that walk. Mm -hmm. We were on a, uh, like a, a walk for NAMI a couple of weeks ago, and there was like billboards everywhere. And she's like, what is Grand Theft mm. Auto? And I talked to her about it. I explained right. what it was. It's not pretending it doesn't exist. That right. doesn't work. Right. Um, it's saying this is what it is. This is the message they're trying to send. This is why it's harmful. And then when she's in situations where it's around, you know, and, and I'm not there, she's going to have to make her own choices. But I don't want her to think that that is, like you were saying, as a family, what we believe is appropriate entertainment right. is to kill prostitutes. Uh
0: let's move on. All right. Are you okay with that? Yes, absolutely. Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. That's they're our second partner and I am gonna get adjusted um I don't know, Tuesday, Thursday. I'm gonna go tomorrow. Um Healthy Families by Choice, not by chance. Dr. Kelly she's amazing. If you listen to the show you know all about it. 630-941-8733. Uh, healthy families by choice, not by chance.
1: Can I say something really quick? Sure. I know you're trying to move things along, but I'm going to a workshop this weekend. It's not a workshop, it's a conference in Boulder, Colorado. I'm leaving on Thursday. And I'm so excited to tell you that I'm going to see Brene Brown there.
0: Yeah, BB. And I BB, call her BB.
1: BB. And I'm going to see Eve Ensler there and Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And um, Alanis Morissette is speaking. And Annie DeFranco is speaking. And I can't even tell you how excited I am about this conference. I'm excited for you. I know. And so it's called Emerging Women Live. Um, It's about women uh, entrepreneurs and women leadership. Um, And not just in, like, corporations. It's about women. It's about bringing the feminine back into the industry. So I'm going to be talking about that next week. So I just wanted to tell you.
0: Well, and I think that the hope is that you bring all this wisdom that you get out of this – three-day workshop and bring it yeah, back to us
1: absolutely and and meet all these women and go out to lunch with them
0: yeah wouldn't that be great i think it's uh, well, hey you got to put it out there right? i know you never know
1: well and this these are my first steps it's like when i i haven't been to a conference in a long time because i haven't found one that's really appealed to me when i found this um it was a little more expensive than i really would normally you know pay but i thought these are the people yeah. that i think about and admire and and you know cherish their work and
0: so this is what i want to surround myself with so um all right so i talked about tree of life and now i'm gonna do my movie line slimming salmon simon so, swanson 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 maybe it's on the briefcase look on the oh yeah it's right here stamps tonight i was way off i knew it started with an s though
1: you know what what i was reading people magazine yeah. saw a clip of them filming dumb and dumber too how's it look they look exactly the same. Nice. Lloyd and...
0: Lloyd Christmas.
1: Lloyd Christmas. And I'm totally blanking. What's Jeff Daniels' character's name? I don't know. Come on. We know.
0: I don't know. Okay. And I don't want to take time on the show to figure it out.
1: Um, but what's her name? Jennifer... Um, okay, my brain is gone. Katniss. What's her name? Jennifer...
0: Jennifer Lawrence.
1: Jennifer Lawrence is going to be in it. Oh, really? Yeah, she just signed on. But it's it's Dumb and Dumber 2, T-O.
0: I'm a... <laughs> I'm a big fan of Jennifer Lawrence. Harry. Harry. Harry,
1: it's Lloyd and Harry.
0: Um, all right. So I really love this question from one of our listeners okay. and it's a long few paragraphs, so I'm not going to read it, but basically there's this woman, I'm going to keep her name out of it, Please just do. even though she said I can't say her name, but I, she, you know, she talks about her husband and I'm going to protect him. So she says, I bet 80% of your listeners could, uh, don't care about the information that we listened, that she listened to on the show. In other words, uh, only one of the parents listened to your show and wishes they could share some uh, of this with their partner. And the deal is that her partner, her husband, has no interest in hearing the ideas that we talk about on this show.
1: So what she's saying with all of that information that Todd just said is she – there is probably more likely one person that listens to the show in the partnership and the other person is not engaged.
0: My husband gets really agitated when I bring things up and I'm learning and it, that I'm learning and it rarely leads to a heart-to-heart dialogue I wish we could share. He's a wonderful person, blah, blah, blah. He's just not interested in in making any changes. So,
1: And he said a couple of times that – uh, that I talk as if the way we are needs to be better or fixed or like I'm trying to change him. And I can very see how that could be Because as a man,
0: one of the things that we fear, one of the things that we will resist very quickly is if a woman is trying to change me,
1: because it means that you are
0: not adequate, not good enough, not strong, not yes, I'm weak. There's something wrong with me. Not providing, not being seen for what you're doing. And it freaks us out totally. So I am not. I feel it's weird because when I when I saw this email, I said we went through something very similar. Uh-huh. You started working with a coach, uh-huh. and I had no interest right. in it whatsoever. Because everything was good in my life. Everything was good in our family life. And uh, like, why was this necessary? I feel like if you need a coach, then something must be wrong. Right? And I think that's the foundation of where we need to start. Just because you want to make things better or to evolve or to grow doesn't mean that something is bad. Mm -hmm. And I think as a guy, you know, this husband probably thinks, well, what's this all about? Everything is fine. I love you. You love me. We love our family. Everything's fine. Why are you messing with a good thing? Why are you messing with a good thing? And uh, it took you – you were working with our coach for a few years
1: Yeah, maybe? Well, and even to back from there because I, I love where you're starting because you're starting with where I really said, okay, I'm getting some – the support I need. But even prior to that, it was you know the things I read, the things I talked about. You just didn't care and you didn't – you were never cruel about it. You were never mean. That's it your was thing. Just my I watch sports. Right. You
0: do your right. thing. Right, right. So then coach comes along. Coach comes along. Uh, you never once, I don't think – ever said, Todd, I think you should see her?
1: No, I said that I'm going to do this and I want you to support me. Mm-hmm. And then, and you-, you
0: shared your experiences with her. Yeah, I did. Um, and I listened because I'm a good husband, but I had no interest in it. And then it took me maybe 18 months.
1: It was kind of similar to the apartment buildings that we talked about last week where – um, you know, Todd has decided to kind of move away from these apartment buildings and it necessitated a lot of different conversations and I remember saying things to you when you would bring things up or have a struggle I would say you know you can talk to this person if you want to mm-hmm. and you would say I'm not interested or it doesn't appeal to me okay but I wanted that door to be open mm-hmm. because sometimes Todd this is interesting and this is not what's happening here at all but one person will be working on themselves and they think it's just their thing mm-hmm. and they won't open that door right. to allow their partner to learn too right. so It can go both ways. Um, But yeah, I mean, I didn't push it, but we definitely talked
0: about it. We talked about it and you talked to me about your experiences with her, but I didn't. And then eventually I finally said, all right, well, maybe I'll kind of check this out. But if you would have said in the beginning, you need to see this coach because it's important to me, you weren't working on our marriage when you saw our coach, you were working on yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is an important point to make because our marriage was pretty much fine but I think the reason you and I have such a, a, a healthy, solid marriage is because we are both working on ourselves, right, in our own special way.
1: That's when, when you start to become more conscious and aware, you realize that the issue is not your marriage. You realize that the issue is how you process your own information and how you see. Mm-hmm. If you, we like to blame things, we like to blame that person or our upbringing or our mom or that I don't have any money and that's why I'm like this. We all have a different lens that we look through. And and your lens, except in extreme situations where there's abuse, right. et cetera, but even that your lens is skewed because you think that it's okay to be in that. Mm-hmm. You know, that you have accepted that as being okay. Right. Um but that we view things a certain way and when we start to shift the way we see things, everything changes. Right. You know, everything shifts. You know, it's that quote. When you change change the the way you you look look at things, things, the things you look look at change. change. So it's not about, hey, husband, you come work on this so we can have a better marriage. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm going to work on this. Will you support me? And that may mean, because here's the scary part, I may bring up different things. Mm -hmm. I may start to speak my truth. Mm -hmm. But as a partner, the best thing you can do, this is the love liberates thing, you've got to let... It, and this is going to sound scary. You've got to let your partner go, mm-hmm. and I don't mean let them go like don't love them anymore or let them out of the marriage. I mean you've got to let them become who they are, and that's really scary.
0: Well, and I will defend this right. This person who emailed, and she's like, I know, but these things affect our family unit, right? And it's if I let him go and let him continue. Let's just make something up. He watches sports, and you know he what, Todd, it. I'm
1: going the other way. He's got to let her oh, go. I see. I'm not saying she's got to let... The best thing that we can do as a partner is when someone's soul-searching or looking for something or trying something new, if we say to them, I don't want to change things, or I'm not okay with you trying new things, or two years ago this doesn't bother you, why does it bother you today? That's not fair. We have to let them be free. Mm -hmm. We have to let them – and again, being free allows them then to support us more. Mm -hmm. This is is the thing we don't trust. We think if we let – if we let go a little bit and let someone like ex, you know experience new things or or appreciate um, parts of their lives that maybe shift a little you know things for us, we think that they're going to somehow leave us. Right. When really, if we love them and set them free, that's love.
0: Well, and I think it's from both directions. I think let's say this woman she needs to let this man not change, mm. and he needs to let her change. Yeah. So I don't know if this... And
1: by nature of one of them changing and by nature of her allowing him to not change, things are changing.
0: Right. And I think that um, she... uh, I don't know if she's had this conversation with him, but if I were going to give her any advice, I would say make sure that he knows that this is very important, whatever it is, whether it's reading books or listening to our show or whatever, it's very important to me because I'm learning things and I need you to support me with with those things and right. and if he discourages that then you got some some issues that you need to work through
1: or that's the conversation right there like when that instead of okay now we got problems it's When I'm saying this to you, I can tell you're getting frustrated with me. What does that bring up in you? Mm -hmm. What does that make you think is going to happen? Do you get, you know, does it make, and again, these are pretty deep conversations. I know these aren't easy. Um, But, you know, here's the thing. I'm going to dive into this. I've had a lot of people who have said to me, well, that's easy for you to say, or I can't have that conversation, or that's who you are and you have those conversations. It's never easy. Mm -hmm. And that's where the work is. It's in the conversations. The more you practice it, the more you say what you believe, the easier, the more natural it becomes. There
0: is no work if it's easy.
1: That's right. Like People be like, well, you can have that conversation. Are you kidding me? It is so hard for me to bring things up with Todd when I am feeling not seen or when I'm feeling hurt or not validated. I cry when I bring it up, I have pain, it hurts. But a lot of people will say, well, it's
0: different for you. What they want is they want a simple solution. They want a simple solution. They want to evolve and grow, but they don't want to get outside of their comfort right. zone. You need to get outside of your comfort zone. Like there's a picture that I see on Facebook all the time is, you know, your comfort zone and it's a circle. And then where the magic happens is it's just outside. outside of that circle.
1: And this is, you know, for those of you who are Brene Brown fans, this is what she's talking about with vulnerability. Vulnerability is about being who you are. You can't be vulnerable without courage. But when you are vulnerable and you have courage, courage, that's where love and life and meaning lives. So if you are going to be shut down and not look at things and not have hard conversations, you're not going to practice courage and bravery. Mm -hmm. We like to throw those words around like, oh, you know, but you've got to practice it. Mm -hmm. You've got to, and then you'll see the shifts. And sometimes it's, it's some work to get through those shifts, but here's the, the bottom line. Change is inevitable, mm-hmm. and change is the only thing we can depend on, right. right? But it doesn't have to scare us because we have this viewpoint of change equals bad. Mm-hmm. Change can be incredible. Mm-hmm. Change doesn't mean you're going to – that it, you know everything is going to fall apart and you're going to lose everybody in your life. Right. You, you may grow deeper mm-hmm. in your relationship. You may make more friends. You may, your job may get better mm-hmm. and you may have dips and, and flows, but I guess we have this viewpoint of change is scary.
0: Well, and change is um, an interesting term because I agree with you hundred percent. But when I think of, uh, you know, my own work, you know, I, I I work with a coach once a month, you have a million coaches, whether it's through books or workshops or whatever. Um, the term I like to use is evolve. Like I feel like human beings were put on this earth to evolve. Now I happen to feel like we're put on this earth to evolve spiritually, Mm -hmm. to evolve emotionally. And none of that happens unless you are doing some work, stepping outside of your comfort zone. The one thing I wanted to mention was uh, when I first started working with the coach that you started with, I said, and I've said this on the show before, but I'll say it again, we don't need your help. Mm-hmm. Our family is fine. Our
1: fam- Why are you here? Why you are were you very here? blunt. You're like I don't need you.
0: And she said the time to work on yourself is when things are good, right? Because sometimes when things are bad, you are in crisis and you cannot work on any of that. And crisis turns into bad things. So.
1: Crisis crisis is all-encompassing. All you can focus on is the crisis, thus the reason certain people like to be in chaos. Mm -hmm. Because if they sit in chaos and other people's chaos, or they create chaos, they don't have to look at themselves. They can just live in crisis and say, sorry, I couldn't deal with that. I was in crisis. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm being very flippant about it, but I've done that before. Don't we all? You know, Like, oh, I've just got too many things going on. I'm I'm in constant crisis. And we have to realize we're creating that. We are –
0: we the, are responsible for our chaos.
1: We are responsible for our chaos, and we... We create our own lives, and some of it happens to us. Things happen to us. We're always going to have challenges, but the question is, how do you deal mm-hmm. with that challenge? Does it become the thing that breaks you down, and then you hit the floor, and then you just don't get up again, or is it the thing that teaches you who you really are, and that you are stronger than you think you are? Right. And these are the, you know, these are like the essential skills that come from vulnerability and from, you know, um, being courageous, and. You know, I I just think that my language, you know what Todd was just saying about, well, I'll just say this. The way I look at things now is my desire to learn more things and to grow is about becoming more conscious. Mm-hmm. The more that I've worked on this, and you know, I, I think you guys can relate. The more I've like worked on this and looked at this and read it, you know, all these books, I realize it's a lot simpler than I used to think it was. Right. It's just waking up. Mm-hmm. It's just seeing things for what they are. It's becoming conscious, and the work is getting rid of all those layers and all those stories and all that crap that we learned, so we can see things for what they really are, mm-hmm. rather than you need to be different. This needs to be different. I need this outfit. I need that house. I need this job before I can be happy. All those are stories. And the interesting thing is, is once you start to accept and just enjoy, and let me say this, I still get very scared. I still um, have fear Come up in me. Um, I can feel it right now. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm talking about this, it's mm-hmm. my old patterns. Right. Um, I still. These are the reasons I meditate, and these are the reasons I practice, so I can see beyond it. Because the truth is, is I will always have that. Um, I don't think fear will ever. Fear doesn't go away. No. And so but my my job, my work for me is to know that the fear is not the truth.
0: And we all have our own cross to bear. Yours yes. is fear, yes. mine is worry. And you know, you could say they're, they're the same, same thing, they're the same. but I call it something different. Sure, like different I don't worry. I don't feel like I'm afraid of anything, but you darn right I worry, worry about a lot fear. of stuff. Exactly. And you know, so I think we all have whatever things it is that we're trying to work through. So Um, it's just a matter of first acknowledging that you have it. That's probably a pretty good first step.
1: It is. And this kind of talk, this deep talk, like, you know, this, this woman who wrote this to us to say to her husband, I don't want you to think that anything's wrong with you personally. I don't want you to think I love you any less than I ever have. What I'm looking for is for me to feel better about who I am. And as I do that, I think you will have a better relationship with me. I think you will see how that makes things better. And so A lot of times we go after our partner and say, you need to change with me. You need to do exactly what I'm doing. And that's not fair. Mm -hmm. We need to do it for ourselves and then ask them to support us in the process. I was watching um, uh, a life class, and I can't remember who was on it. But anyway, this woman stood up and said one of the best gifts – oh, it was – of course, it was Brene. She's getting – I'm name-dropping her a lot today – A woman stood up and said, one of the best gifts my husband ever gave to me was he listened. We were on a car trip, and he listened to your audio tape about the gifts of imperfection. Mm -hmm. And Oprah was like, well, why is that a big deal? And Brene's like, because it's six hours long. Mm -hmm. So one of the things he gave to her as a quote-unquote gift was, I will listen to this with you, Mm -hmm. and let's have a discussion about it. I'm not saying I'm going to agree with everything on the tape.
0: Well, it's so funny because that's exactly where I was going next. One thing that I've always thought about as far as why we do this show – And it is to create an atmosphere or an opportunity for another conversation that otherwise might be a little bit more challenging to have. Might be difficult to begin. So for example, this woman who sent this nice email to us, um, one thing that she could do is say, would you mind listening to this 40-minute podcast? And even if husband thinks we're off our rocker and completely disagrees,
1: I that's think okay. that, that's a good thing. Yeah.
0: See, these two are nuts. And then this woman can kind of defend, for lack of a better term, say, well, this is what I get out of it. Right, And he could say, well, I think it's they're crazy because of this or that. Like, I just want this, this podcast to be a vehicle for a discussion that might be a little tricky to have without it.
1: One thing that Todd and I are very clear about is that we don't have all the answers to things. What we're telling you is the experience we've had, the things we've read. You know, we feel like that because this has been kind of our life's work, we have have something to share. But what he said is exactly right. This is to create a conversation in your own home. This mm-hmm. isn't to say, let's do it the way Kathy and exactly. Todd do it. Because if you do that, then you're trying to do something that's not you. You're supposed to be you. So be you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, What
0: did Ed Bacon say last week when he spoke? Uh, squeeze out the... Oh, it was awesome. What was when it? other
1: people come to you with their worry, recognize that if they're coming to you initially with love. Mm-hmm. Squeeze out the love and let the rest of the worry go free. Mm-hmm. And so I, that was probably the best. That was one of my favorite quotes. Um, but what he's trying to say is a lot of people who will come to you and say, we need to change this, we need to change that, they're coming to you because they love you right. and they love themselves and they want the best that they can have. They want to be conscious and aware and full and feel love. Mm-hmm. And And if we deny that, if we say, well, we just don't want to change anything or you should be happy, that's shame and guilt. That's you should be ashamed of yourself for asking for more. Why not? Let's have lots of dreams. Let's enjoy this life. We are only here. I tell this to Todd all the time, but the thing I always say to my college students is you're going to die. And they get upset.
0: Do you know that you're going to die? You
1: know that you're going to die, mm-hmm. and they, you know, look around and they get so uncomfortable. But I say it to make a grand point: enjoy your life, do what you love, Talk, have the difficult conversations, quit doing things you don't want to do. And it's a process and a journey. There is no end, um, but it's a pleasure. Right. And that's
0: that's all I that's, say about that.
1: That's all I got to say about that.
0: Is it, Mister Gum, Mrs. Gum? Take this quarter, go downtown, and have a wrap. Gnaw that thing off your face. Oh, yuck. Do you know what that's right? It's Uncle Buck. Yeah, it's a great movie. I just
1: that's like my least favorite scene in that movie.
0: Really? Yes. He's, he gives it to her, man. I know, but it he she's not a she's got some issues. She sure does. Yeah. Um
1: You love uh John Candy.
0: I do. Most guys love John Candy because he was awesome who
1: who was the we remember that podcast we listened to it was Alec baldwin and he was talking to a director and saying how great john candy was who was that
0: um was it chris Columbus?
1: yes, it was chris Columbus, and he was just
0: not saying, not the explorer
1: not the explorer cause but the director because he was talking about him his experience with Robin williams and he um but anyway, he said that John candy was just an amazing, really great man I loved him and i could you can tell so.
0: Um, so I want to talk about Avid Company. Mm-hmm. They are our third and final partner. You can reach them at 630-956-1800. They do painting. They do remodeling. They build second floors on the single floor ranches.
1: That are green that live in Elmhurst.
0: Thank you, Jeremy. uh uh-huh. Jeremy's the owner. He's a good guy and very good at what he does. So give them a call, 630-956-1800, and their website is avidco.com. Net. Um, we haven't done tournament a bad in a little bit, so of bad. I've got one.
1: Tournament a bad. Tournament a <laughs> bad. You just did it.
0: Did I really? You just oh, did it. Oh, go do it. Can I do mine? Sure, go
1: ahead. Okay, so you know when I was telling you guys about my weekend with my friends, <laughs> um, we were uh, – besides listening to Toto at the bar, the other thing that came up as we were talking about things that were annoying, I said something about Todd that he always licks his finger before – he just did it when I was thinking about that. That's what Accident. I left. Now I'm doing it on purpose. Now you're doing it on purpose. But he'll lick his finger before he like turns a page or if he's getting money – and so every, we all started laughing because a lot of our significant others tend to do this do this finger lick thing and i don't get it i don't think it works i don't know why it does work why don't you just pick have you
0: ever seen bankers that get a little sponge there well
1: then, use a
0: sponge. <laughs> you use a sponge
1: <laughs> because why not just take two pieces of paper and pull them apart? Why I can't. do you need to that's lick?
0: That's why I need to lick my fingers.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It,
0: it's called friction. It's uh, you I'll know what? Explain it to you someday.
1: And that's the thing is there's probably a good reason, and it just when I see people doing it, it cracks me up. That's my tournament of bad. Let me turn my he's hate. doing it again. Now he's doing double lick. He's that's doing right. two
0: fingers. That's right. Don't mess with my finger licking. <laughs> chicken finger looking good kentucky fried chicken finger looking good my tournament bad is
1: banana fingers
0: hello banana finger <laughs> my tournament bad is um when you're at the airport and okay. you either had the moving walkway or the escalator and you got that clown that's just standing there in the middle totally well, on his phone on it well yeah I with mean, his two suitcases yeah it's just you know what get one side or the other and you know, nope. there's like when I'm in a good place, I'll be like, this this is a reminder to, to slow, slow down. down. Yeah. But most of the time, I'm like, dude, get over. You're right. killing me.
1: Well, what do you do? How do you handle it? Do you uh, just be annoyed at him?
0: Actually, I'm pretty slimy in that I can kind of sneak by him without much space. Do you crawl
1: over and but then I crawl would, on the-
0: but I, I would probably stand behind him, be annoyed. Did you
1: say I'm a little slimy? Yeah,
0: I could slime right through <laughs> a little area there. Um, but if I can't get through, then I am more likely to sit there and get frustrated, and yeah. rather than say, "Hey, dude, move over."
1: You know what cracks me up is sometimes when you walk on the lakefront in Chicago and people on bikes, um, or sometimes people who are rollerblading do people, on your left, on your left, and they get so mad. You know, if you those same move. people
0: have probably gotten an ex. I, I I actually used to get annoyed at those people. Oh, but at
1: the walkers or at the bikers.
0: Um. Put it this way, I have been the walker who has been the annoying guy, okay, and I used to get mad at the biker who would scream at me, yeah, but now I think that these bikers are serious bikers, and they know what can happen if that doesn't happen, so i they I actually, can hit me, yeah,
1: but I guess my my question is why is that more their space than
0: my space because I'm just because you're a walker, you have more control, you're not going sixteen miles an hour, oh, okay. just get over all right, Pull over. Yeah. <laughs> Over. I wish I'd had that PTNA uh, line where he goes, Oh, he's drunk. How would he know where we're going? Yeah, how would he know? Sorry. I'm just, <laughs> I'm in my brain right You're now. You're in John
1: Candy mode. I am
0: in John Candy mode. Um, so we have a week from Friday, Heather Criswell coming up. That's awesome. Yep.
1: And we're going to start our Zen parenting. So again, this won't affect this show at all. It's no. going to be an extra show. Yeah,
0: our show shows up on Tuesdays. It's,
1: it's every Tuesday, four times a, a month. And then we're going to have an extra show twice a month called Zen parenting conversations with people we love.
0: But you don't need to like resubmit subscribe no, it's all the same it's all thing. the same um and then uh please share our show yeah and write us a review and help us out yeah why, why our you,
1: music is I it know. time for music
0: um we got like a minute okay what do you want to talk about for a
1: minute um you're right we do have a minute yeah um, well, I will say this: the Ed Bacon event yeah. from last week was awesome. Yeah. Thanks to those of you who came out, um, he was amazing, and we really appreciate him coming. And we're gonna we're hoping to do more things like that: have uh, people come out and present, um, have movie screenings. Todd and I have some big plans
0: one big plan I have is I'm having an adventure retreat with 10 guys Yes. and we have six guys signed up
1: Ooh, you have four spaces four spaces March I can do math.
0: 7th through March 9th nice if you're interested send me an email at comments at Zenparentingradio.com yeah we're gonna have fun
1: there is and in between there we got a couple's retreat in February yeah we got a retreat in around Christmas you guys just you guys just stay tuned
0: yeah stay tuned stay tuned Roger that keep on trucking um have a good day
1: have a good day have a good week. Thank you.